It is day three of Dafyud Tess. We are holding the Gemara Dafyud Tess on Madalaf about 20 lines up in the narrow lines. We've been learning about intent when it comes to immersion in a mikvah. We said that a person who goes to the mikvah with specific intent to become purified for a certain level of food, for example, chulin, he goes to the mikvah with intent to become purified for unconsecrated food. He is not purified for anything above that level. He's not purified for masasheni or truma or kodesh, etc., only for chulin. Today the Gemara elaborates further and brings an elaboration on this law. Amr Belazar Belazar taught, Tavol va'ala, someone who went to the mikveh and came out from the mikveh, he ascended, Allah, he came up from the mikveh without having intention for which level he was purifying himself. In other words, he intended to become purified for something, but he had a sort of a general intent to become purified. It's not like he went to bathe, he went for a swim. That was the previous case we learned yesterday. That's different. In this case, we don't mean he had intent for nothing at all. It's not like he went just for a swim. In this case, he had intent to become purified, but only in a general sense. He hadn't decided when he went into the mikvah which type of food he wanted to become purified for. So after coming up from the mikveh, he can decide what it is that he wanted to become purified for. In other words, after he leaves the mikveh, he goes in only with a general intent to become purified. After he comes out of the mikveh, he can decide at that point whether he wants to become tahor for chulin, whether for masasheni, whether for truma, etc. Tosfos points out, He's still wet. Some of the versions of the Gemara specifically say he was wet. In other words, it can't be that he's already dry. He has to sort of still be wet. He's still got to be in the, in the mitzvah, in the act of dipping in the mikveh. He might have already left the mikveh, but his body's still wet. And therefore, he's still in a position to decide which thing he wants to become purified for. So this ruling that a person could decide after he leaves the mikvah what he, be, what he wants to become purified for is challenged. Mesve, they asked a question from a following b'risa. If someone still has one foot in the water, in other words, he's been in the mikvah, he's leaving the mikvah, and he's still got one foot in the water. So then, Then if he originally had intention for a less stringent item, in other words, maybe when he originally went to the mikvah, he thought, I'm only going to become purified for unconsecrated foods, for chulin. So while his foot's still in the mikvah, he can change his mind, and he can decide, no, I actually want to change it to Masashani or to Truma. But Allah, if he's already left the mikveh, he's completely left, there's not even his foot is still touching the water, he can no longer intend. Whatever he intended previously is already fixed. So the Gemara says, from this price it would seem that once a person's already left the mikveh, it's all over. He can't decide at that point what it is he wants to become tar for. That seems to contradict where Abelazah taught us that after a person leaves the mikveh, he can, he can decide what he wants to become tar for. So the Gemara rejects this proof. The Gemara says, no, you can understand the price differently, as follows. Odeu, if he still has one foot in the water, then even if he had already intended for something else, for chulin, for example, he can switch and change his mind and say, no, I'm actually changing it to a high level. I'm, I want to purify myself for truma. In other words, while his foot's still in the water, he can actually change his mind, even though he already had intent for something, he can change his mind and intent for something else. But Allah, once he's already left the mikveh, the Bryce is telling us, then if he hadn't intended for any level, then he can decide still after he left the mikvah what he wants to purify himself for. Like Rabbi Lazar taught us. But if he had already decided what he wanted to become purified for when he was in the mikvah, he can't change his mind at that point. So in other words, the Gemara is telling us that when a person has no intent at all, 
when he goes into the mikvah. He's not sure which thing he wants to become purified for. He intends to become purified, but he doesn't know which thing. That is easier to change after he leaves the mikvah. In that case, where he has a general intent, so after he leaves the mikvah, he can still decide which thing he wants to become purified for. But if a person already intended while he was in the mikvah, I only want to become purified for chulin. So then, once his foot's already left the water, he can't change his mind. Because at that point, he's, he already had intent for a specific item to become purified just for chulin. Once he's left the mikvah, it's all over. He can't change his mind at that point. And therefore, the b'risa is not directly addressing the case of Rabbi Loza. All the b'risa is telling us is that if he had intent to become purified for one thing, then he has to still have a foot in the water to change his mind. But the b'risa, by implication, is telling us, just like Rabbi Loza taught us before, that if he only had a general intent to go in the mikvah, not for a particular item, so then he can still change his mind even after he leaves the water. And the b'risa, therefore, is no contradiction to the ruling of Rabbi Loza. Now, the Bryce mentioned that if a person still has one foot in the water, he can even switch his intention to a higher level of sanctity even after he leaves the water. So the Gemara wants to know, whose view is this? Which Tana? Man Tana. Who is the Tana that taught Odei Raglo Achas Bamayim? That if he still has one foot in the water, then it's considered that he's still in the mikvah and he can even change his previous intention. Because that's the implication from this law. If he's still got a foot in the water, he can actually change what he intended previously. He intended for Chulin, he can change to Truma. It seems to be this Tana, this author of Bryce's and Mishnah's holds, that if his foot's still in the water, it's like he's still in the mikveh, and he can actually change his mind. Who holds that if his foot's in the water, it's still it's like he's, his whole body's still in the water? I'm Rabbi Padas. Rabbi Padas says, Rabbi Yehuda, it's Rabbi Yehuda. The Snan, as we learned in the following Mishnah, the Mishnah in Mikvah says, Mikvah If a Mikvah was measured and found to contain exactly 40 sa'a, which is the minimum volume of water for a valid Mikvah, two people went in, they immersed themselves one after the other. The first one is Tahar, and the second one's Tahar. Why? Because the first one, obviously, when he comes out of the water, some of the water goes with him. So the mikvah now has slightly less than 40 sa'a. So when the second one goes in, he's not in a kosher mikvah. There's not enough water in the mikvah to purify him. So the first one is purified. He went in a mikvah of 40 sa'a. But the second one is entering a mikvah that's got just less than 40 sa'a. Om Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, and Rabbi Yehuda is the person Rabbi Padas wants to focus on in this, in this Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda says, If the feet of the first person were still touching the water, when the second person immersed himself, then the second one is also Tahar. If the feet of the first person are still touching the water, then what happens? We would apply the principle of good achis. Good achis means extend and lower. It's very relevant. Good achis and good asik are relevant on sukkahs, a very timely part of the year to learn these halachas. Good achis means extend and lower. That allows us to consider an object as having descended downwards. We apply this sometimes on sukkahs, that we extend the wall in certain circumstances downwards towards the ground, even if it's not touching the ground. So in Rabbi Huda's case, as long as the first person hasn't completely left the mikvah, the water on his body, which is needed to make up the 40 sar with the rest of the water in the mikvah, is connected to his body, and we apply good achis to bring the water on his body to consider it extending downwards into the mikvah. So the water on his body halachically remains joined to the water in the mikvah and brings the volume of the mikvah water up to 40 sar. So by extension, 
Rabbi Padas assumes, if Rabbi Yehuda holds of good achis, that the water can be viewed as extending downwards from his body into the water to make the water a kosher mikvah for the second person, then Rabbi Padas says it also works the other way around. Good asik, which is the opposite or the equivalent ruling, or the equivalent principle, that allows us to view an object as having ascended upwards, not just downwards, but this one extends it upwards. So this time, how do we apply that principle? The water in the mikveh is connected to the water on a person's body as the person leaves. And the water in the mikveh is halachically viewed as extending upwards and submerging the person. So even as the person is leaving the mikveh, so long as his foot is still in the mikveh, it's considered with the principle of good asik that the water from the mikveh still goes up and envelops his whole body. And now he's still legally submerged in the mikveh. He can obviously change his mind and be purified for whatever he wants because it's considered as if he's still in the mikveh. So Rabbi Padas says, Rabbi Yehuda, who tells us in the case where there are two people going to the mikvah of only 40 sar, that so long as the first person, the, the first person who's leaving the mikvah, his foot is still touching the water, that we consider the water on his body by the principle of good achis to be extending downwards and make it still a kosher mikvah, Rabbi Yehuda presumably would also hold of good asik and allow the water that is touching a person's foot as he leaves the mikvah to elevate up and consider it as if the person is still submerged in the water, and therefore it's Rabbi Yehuda who holds that a person who leaves the mikveh, if his foot's still in the water, he can still change his mind and decide he wants to become Tahar for something other than what he originally intended. We're going to hold it for today. I wish you all a very good day.